0: They do have a timeout, decide not to use it, Curry, way downtown, bang, bang, oh, what a shot from Curry! Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Styles Files. As always, I am your host, Alan Styles, and thank you as always for joining the best 20 to 60 minutes of your week. As you may notice if you've been long time listeners, uh, my starting music, my intro music has been different the last couple of times. That's because I have... A couple co-workers that produce beats, I asked them to make some exclusive beats for your boy. So they've both been doing that, you know, a little DJ-producer battle. I'm going to keep switching it up on you. Uh, Might go back to what I used to have. Might do something a couple weeks in a row. Might switch every other week. You never know. But okay. I mean, let me know what you like better also at the underscore styles, file styles with an I, Instagram and Twitter, same handle. Let me know. I want to know so I can tell them and they can talk trash to each other and figure out who's the better producer. All right. So obviously I gave everybody a heads up that I would be skipping a week because of my trip to New York. So that's going to be a large part of the show today just as an FYI because New York is just Crazy, man. I mean, there's so many levels to this. I probably, you know, I didn't even see half of it, but I still felt like I got the full experience and it was still a fun filled week. Um, so I'm going to be talking a lot about that. Going to be talking about, obviously, the Warriors, the NBA playoffs, and everything going on with them in their second-round series with the Houston Rockets. And lastly, just going to talk about the Giants a little bit and try to figure out what the deal is because, you know, the bar is starting to get lower and lower and lower. And besides ticket prices going down, it's a pretty sad time uh, for Giants fans, and we're just not that far removed from being at the height of the sport but these things always tend to cycle and it is what it is you know Uh, father time is undefeated a lot of our core players are getting older and that's just what it is all right but let's get started so here's the thing there's so many layers to this trip and my first layer is the fact that you know as everybody knows i am a proud cat owner i have been since late december of 2018 so Basically, this, not even basically, this was our first trip leaving Shasta alone. That was, you know, longer than a couple days. If we're gone overnight or a weekend, you know, we just put out extra food. It's fine. But we were gone for a week. So we decided to use, you know, an app for – um a cat sitter to come in and check on her every day, you know, you pay a certain rate per day and they come in and check on her, which is fine. You know, um but this was this is brand new. This is brand new, you know, and like I've said before on the show, I watch a lot of Lifetime and a lot a lot of Law and Order SVU. So what does that tell you? That tells you that for me, I'm freaking out, you know. I've never had a pet before besides a salamander. And I don't need a sally sitter. You know what I mean? So this was the first thing. So I'm thinking three things could have happened or would have happened while we're gone. You know, I was 75% 75 sure one of these things would have happened. A, she robbed us, just took everything, right? B, she's a weirdo that's just obsessed with cats and only took Shasta, nothing else, just Shasta. And C, she copied our keys and can now access our apartment At any time. So the problem with C is that that might still be going on. That's TBD. That's to be determined. We actually don't know. Um, But that's how I'm thinking. You know, I'm freaking out. And it's funny because you find yourself thinking differently than you ever thought you would have thought before. Just because, like I said, you know, I didn't grow up with um, pets, you know, like I said, besides the salamander. not going to disrespect Sally. But I didn't grow up with, you know, dogs and cats and things like that. So... You know, I'm always thinking, you know, I don't want to get robbed. I don't want them to take blah, 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 blah. After you have a pet and you start to build this relationship, I find myself like, you know, freaking out on this other side of the country. Like, if you take anything, take my TV, take my money, take it all. Just don't take my cat. And I'm looking in the mirror like, what the hell has happened to me? You know, it's very similar so when you start dating someone or at least, you know, a lot of the times for guys, you know, when it starts out and it's like, man, psh, I mean, I'll, I'll text her when I'll text you. You feel me? Like I'm single. Like ain't nobody going to lock me down. You know what I mean? Three months later. Oh, baby, I miss you. I love you. Can't wait for you to come over. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. I love you. What the hell happened? What happened to me? You know, and it's the same thing It's like I never thought I would be out here stressing over. A beautiful, kind, sweet feline. And I am, you know. So that's just what happens sometimes as you progress in your relationships and new relationships form, whether it's with a significant other or whether it's with an overweight cat. That is so beautiful um, that it doesn't matter. So that was the first layer to this trip. And, of course, you know, the first time, the first day, you know, we're away the cat sitter is supposed to send us pictures, and she's like late, right? Because we're on East Coast time. But even so, she was supposed to hit. She said she would hit us up in the morning. We're not getting anything, and this is the first day. So, like I said, I'm like, we're done. We're done. She is currently robbing us, and we have nothing we can do to stop her. You know what I mean? We waited out, waited out. We start blowing her up. Eventually, you know. She sends us some blurry-ass pictures, and we're like, oh, okay, I mean, I guess. I'm like, you know, I'm freaking out so much, not to mention I've been doing a lot of drinking while I was um, on the East Coast. I'm looking like, are we sure that Shasta, I mean, she looks kind of skinny. It's a blurry picture, you know, so eventually she sent some clearer ones, and we're like, okay, I think we're all right. So that was the first layer to this trip um, that I had to – talk to everybody about just because you know these new experiences are always interesting and really fun to kind of break down uh in your mind right um so okay i get to manhattan times square we were staying in times square um and it was great man i mean look at times square very similar to san francisco everything is overpriced that's that's just kind of what you got to know getting into it um what I did I didn't know that Times Square kinda did the Hollywood thing where people dress up like characters and stuff like that. Like you walk through the main area of Times Square and people dress up like Transformers and like Mickey Mouse and, you know, stuff like that. I didn't even know that was a thing in New York, but it really is. You know, I guess every big city has that. But I don't even know if San Francisco has that. So that was interesting. Um, if you want to find a cheap spot. So so what I'm gonna be doing is as i'm telling these stories and kind of just explaining you know where i went throughout the city i'll be telling you guys all the little nuggets and places that i went that you might want to check out you know and describing them and things like that so if you want to find a cheap dive bar in the middle of expensive ass Times square Jimmy's Corner. And it's just so funny because just based on that name, Jimmy's Corner, you know it's just like the most real dive bar you're gonna find. And it's right smack dab in the middle of Times Square. But you go in there and you can get, I mean, I think we got two shots, two drinks for 18 bucks. You go anywhere else in Times Square, one drink is $14. I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding you. Um, so that's a cool spot, it's super divey, and it's actually funny. I had a theme going on throughout the trip where I would just say, "Man, that's so New York. That's so New York." And sometimes I would be serious, you know, uh like as soon as we got off the train to New York, uh we see a bus that has collided with a taxi and four firemen trying to push the taxi off of the bus which are stuck together. And that was just so New York. So New York. You know, um So basically, when we get into Jimmy's corner, super divey, like the chairs are all busted, like nobody cares. And but there were no two seats together. So we walk in and just like any anywhere else, you know, my girlfriend comes in hot uh, and, you know, goes to grab a stool. You know, she's going to move it over. First thing out of the bartender's mouth is, ah, don't move the stools. You know, those are the rules. Just can't move them. You know, in any other situation, I'd be like, that's stupid. You know, like, let us move the stools if we want to sit next to each other. There's plenty of room at the bar. But since we were in New York, what did I say? That's just so New York. You know, it just makes sense. Like, don't move it. You know, like they put them there for a reason. You know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You know, and luckily some guy moved over. uh, So we got to sit next to each other. But the whole thing was just so New York. Um... But yeah, cheap drinks, they got like really, you know, small TVs, They're not a sports bar, it's a pretty small, um, small space, but trust me, the drinks are worth it if you want to break from um, all the expensiveness of Times Square. Another place to check out that was a recommendation from actually my boss, uh, this place called Via Corotta in West Village, amazing Italian, um, you know, it's really, that's just plain and simple what it is now obviously in new york you can get italian a lot of places uh this place has been voted you know very high compared to other ones so definitely i would say to check that out as well um we walked in they said it would be an hour and 30 minute wait there was only two of us we got um not a seat at a table but we got a seat at a bar where you can still order food in 30 minutes so that was dope that was dope another spot Uh, This place is called Dead Rabbit In East Village uh, A very unique bar um, And the drinks basically Tell the story of a comic book So the the menu Is actually a comic book that you're reading And it's like the left page Is the story of the comic book And the right page is You know, the drinks that Represent that scene, if you will So that place was really cool Super expensive, you know, I would not go there To get hammered, just go there to kind of Watch people make your drinks because it takes like five, ten minutes. Uh, sip on it and then go back to Jimmy's Corner. But definitely dope. Um, met up with – so closing my time in Manhattan, I met up with a friend that I have known her since first grade. And, you know, she moved out to New York uh, I think yeah, maybe a year or two ago. I don't even know if it's been two years. But um, we met up and – you know, she always has the lock on good food and all the good spots. She took me to a, a Bay Area bar later to watch the Warrior game. So that was super dope. They're playing Mac Dre. In between the commercial breaks they had on the Giants game and the Sharks game, it was outstanding. But anyway, before that, she took us to this place called Flor de Mayo, Fro de Mayo, F-L-O-R, space de space mayo m-a-y-o and this place believe it or not was made out of my dream it was peruvian and chinese so the thing is it wasn't actually fusion right it was like one thing would be chinese and one thing would be peruvian so like i got the peruvian steak but it came with shrimp fried rice. And if anyone, anyone who knows me that's listening knows that is literally my dream. You know what I mean? So I would probably be 300 pounds if I lived out there because I would go there and broke because I would go there every single day. You know, that and I had a Long Island iced tea and it was outstanding. So, after that, um, you know, so basically it was time to, I spent the first half in Manhattan in a hotel. Second half, I kicked it with my boy from college. Um, who We played baseball together, and he lives in Brooklyn. BK, Brooklyn, you know what I mean? Um, and Brooklyn, Brooklyn is wild, man. Brooklyn is super dope. Um, it's very similar to Oakland, in my mind. There. are are areas that are super gentrified and areas that people are like, ah, you know, we don't go around there. (laughs) You know, so super similar to Oakland in that way. And the vibe too. What's funny is just everybody in Brooklyn is just so cool. They're so cool. And I'm not that cool. So, you know, from everything, just the way they talk, the way they like music, the way they dress, like there are multiple times We were about to go out, and, like, my buddy was like, is that what you're going to wear? I'm like, "Uh, I mean, I thought it was. (laughs) This is all I have, so, yeah, you know? Like, everybody is, like, dressed to the nines. Like, you got your shoes to walk around in the daytime. Then you got your shoes to walk around in the nighttime, you know? And I just found myself just saying, like, corny stuff, like, the whole time. Like, stuff that I didn't even think was corny, you know? Like, we're at a bar. And like a booth opened up, right? And we're all st- standing at the bar. And um, I think this was either yeah Thursday Thursday night, I think. So Thursday Thursday, um, kind of crowded, not super crowded. So the booth opens up. I'm like, hey guys, booth opened up. We can go sit at the, bo- the booth. And my buddy's friend was like, booth, we don't. We're not sitting at the booth, man. We don't sit at booths. You know, we stand. We didn't come here to sit. You know, I'm just like yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Obviously, I don't even like booze. Yeah, I do not even sit. I don't. I don't even like sitting down. You know what I mean? I just thought maybe you guys like sitting down. I don't know how Brooklyn go. You know, uh, I haven't sat down in years. You know what I mean? But, but seriously, stuff like that um, continued to happen to me. Uh, but it was really a good time, man. Um, hit up the Brooklyn Museum. The Brooklyn Museum was dope. Uh, five levels. Basically, you don't and I think a lot of museums do this. Uh, you don't have you don't have to pay. You pay whatever you think you should pay. So that's what it is. So we gave, you know, we gave money and went in and checked everything out. And just in like true Brooklyn fashion, you know, me and my buddy, we're on the Egyptian level. And you know, we just kind of see at the corner of our eye, this dude is like like I, it kind of looked like he was touching a sculpture, which like most people just don't do and he's touching a sculpture, and um, I saw it in the corner of my eye, like, okay, maybe, you know, I didn't see it correctly, then I see him go to another sculpture, and he's just like, you know, like, really touching up the sculpture, I tell my buddy, I'm like, oh, look at this dude, you know what I mean, he's, he's touching up this sculpture, and I don't know if he's allowed to do that, he's like, I don't know, maybe, you know, uh, maybe it's his, like, relative or something i don't know so he comes over or as he's leaving me and my buddy are like at a different sculpture he happens to see us just points his finger at my buddy for like it felt like five minutes it was probably only 30 seconds walks up to us walks up to the sculpture slaps the face of the sculpture and i forget the name that he said he's like he's like king of blah 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 blah. look it up look that up right now King of blah, 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 says his name and it's just gone. He just leaves like I, he, he might go into the museum and just do that every day. So we're looking at each other like. Is he crazy? Or does he know what he's talking about? So what do we do next? We start trying to Google because the name that he said wasn't on um, the description in the museum. So we tried looking it up. The king that he said was actually a king, but there wasn't any there wasn't any proof that that sculpture was actually the king. But either way the whole thing was just so Brooklyn. Uh it was amazing. You know, um So the last night, you know, we wanted to start the evening by hitting up a comedy show and we just didn't plan out any of this very well to be fair but we you know we try to go to the comedy cellar and the comedy cellar has like three different venues super close to one another so you could go to this show you could go to that show you can bounce around um but you got to put your name up so of course we get to the first one we think we're waiting on standby we're like cool we're first in line then they're like when we call your name come on down and we're like call your name we didn't know we were supposed to sign up. You know, like who said that, you know? So we knew we were done there. We go up to the guy. We're like, hey, you know, what's the deal? He's like, look, go around the corner. Go put your name down for 730. And you should be all right. So immediately we power walk over to the other comedy seller venue. Put our name down for 730. We're like, all right, let's go get a drink. Come back. We get a drink. Come back. They start calling off the names, calling off the names. You know, we're like next on the list because the line is kind of moving in the same uh, fashion. Because after you call, you put your name down, you get in the list. We're like two people away. And the bouncer, this fool must have been like six, eight, two, 70, something like that. Um, you know, he's like, he sees us because he remembers us from the last one. And he's like, hey, uh, hold on, guys. I'll be right back. And he had to check. We're like, all right, you feel me? Like, he saw us, you know, like, you know what I mean? We close. Comes back. All right, guys. Sorry, show sold out. You know, um, try next time. Blah, 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 blah. So we had to end up going to a jazz bar, which was still pretty cool. But in the end, the whole thing was just, it was so New York. It was so New York. And the thing is... That was only the beginning. So that was the same night that we went to watch the Warrior Clipper game. What ended up happening is that that night never ended for me. Um, That night turned into an all-nighter. Because after we had drinks at the Jazz Bar, it was time to go watch the Warrior game. And as we all know, New York bars don't close until 4. So the Warrior game ends, you know, and I'm with my friend from first grade and my friend from college and now in my friend from first grade, she has a whole crew. So now we're rolling like squad deep and you know, after the game ends, we're all hyped because the Warriors won. We're like, all right, let's go to another bar. We go to another bar. And as we're walking, you know, I don't know if, if anybody has listened to this show in the past um, and our old apartment with Ratatouille, Um, you may recall my old nemesis, And let's just say my old nemesis returned for that night. We're walking and, you know, we're walking on the street. So I'm on the side that has like the the, like apartments and the other side is the street. So as we're walking, we're having a good time, blah, 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 blah. I feel this like pressure on my foot. I'm like, what is this? You know, I look down. There's a rat on my foot. There's a rat on my foot. Everyone starts freaking out, like, oh shoot. We start running. We ran to the next bar. We see it scurry away. And this was a big old rat, man. Like, and I've been so, like, had so many close calls in Oakland. Of course, I go to New York and they finally get me. But you know what? It was just so New York. So New York, you know? So then we get to the next bar. They got an upstairs, they got a basement it's lit. We shut the club down and shut the bar down um, until about 3.30. The thing is, I had a train to catch at seven to get back to Pennsylvania, which is where I was flying out from. So we get, you know, the, the, the bar closes. We go back to Brooklyn uh, which it was like 30 minutes from where we were, get back to Brooklyn, and now it's 4.30-ish. And I'm thinking, man, I can't miss this train. So what do I do? I said, you know what? I'm just going to take an Uber now, go back, um, go to the Amtrak, and just wait. You know, it's like an hour or two. Literally did that. Uh, and, as, you know, I'm like, maybe I could catch some Zs. I'm I'm trying to catch some Zs. You know, people are just sitting down all around. And as my eyes are like, you know, starting to close or burning, in the corner of my eye, I see another little critter, little mouse scurrying around at the Amtrak. I look to my left, and there's another. People are like, ah, you know, my buddy's with me. He's like, hey, man, that's New York, (laughs) you know? And I'm like, well, you know what? I've had enough, you know, like I need to get back. It's been a long week. I've gained about 30 pounds. It's been lovely. Can't wait to come back, but I need this break one time. You know what I mean? Um, I was also very excited. Last thing I'll say about New York. I was very excited to hop on the subway because I really wanted to compare it to BART. Uh, well, with great accessibility comes great confusion, right? The thing about BART is you got to be going in like one or two directions or maybe like three or four directions for BART to really like help you, right? Right. Or you have to to at least be a walking distance from BART. So, like, if I have have friends in other parts of San Francisco that aren't close to BART, I'm like, bruh, you know, you got me on here on BART. Then I got an Uber. Like, it's doing a lot. That's not an issue um, in New York because there's so many different lines you can get everywhere. But it's confusing as hell. I mean, I got on by myself, but I made sure there were straight shots, you know, Hearing people talk about it, they literally say it's a different language. They're like, ah, you got to take the five to the six to the eight to the nine to the 12. Then you get on the A, four, five, six, transfer at the two and come back to the one, and that'll get you there in like five, 10 minutes. I'm like, but I don't know how to do the first one. <laughs> like, I don't even know how to get to the first spot. So um, you are able to get a lot of places, but um, somebody from New York will tell you it does take a little bit to figure it out. So that's what I have to say about the subway. But it is great, and it's a flat rate. That's the kicker. Um, you know, if you try to go to San Francisco Airport from Antioch, I don't even know how much that is. I know from Pittsburgh, it'll hit you about twenty five bucks, you know, You can literally go everywhere in the subway for I think two seventy five, which is crazy, you know? Um, but all in all, great trip. Definitely can't wait to go back and see some, go back to the places that I really liked, uh, see some new places as well. If you haven't been to New York, um, gotta go. Gotta go. Still have to go to, you know, when I go back, I'll go to Harlem, uh, Bronx, check out some new places, but it was very dope. Uh, and I would say if we're playing my game, overrated, underrated, or properly rated, Hmm. I, I mean, I don't think anyone would say New York's underrated. I think some people would say it's overrated. So I'm gonna go properly rated. I think you know it's dope. You know it is what it is. You go. It's a big city, and it's one of the best cities um, in the country. It's the most well-known city in the country, and that's you. That you don't. That that's for a reason. You know. So you haven't been to New York? Go. It rained a little bit, but I think this is a good time. Obviously, you don't want to deal with the winter. Uh, so that is that. Okay. All right, now, Warriors talk, we back, we back, we back. Man, what, this series has been crazy, right? First series, or first game, was all about landing spots. And I've talked to this, talked about this with a lot of different people, a lot of objective people, people that I play basketball with, you know, people that aren't fans of the Warriors. I've tried to talk to a plethora of people, And my thing is this, this is just kind of unprecedented. We've just never had someone like the idea of the landing spot has never, the landing spot has never changed so much. So the idea that, you know, Oh, you know, you're in my landing spot, but it's like, you're pushing your landing spot to where I'm going to be. Now, Clay definitely fouled him a lot in game one, James Harden, um, but I still think it, it's still kind of slight, you know. I think it's a, a combination of some things. And my thing is this. How is there all this talk about, you know, undercutting, blah, 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 blah. Not one person. I haven't heard one person accuse Clay of being a dirty player, right? So if it's that egregious and that crazy, why hasn't anyone said that, you know? Because we know that it's not – the the idea isn't the same as, like, when Zaza did it to Kawhi, it wasn't like a slide under. It's like you're trying to contest. Clay's coming forward a little bit. James Harden's coming forward a little bit. I don't know. Whenever you, like, just think about it. Whenever you look at someone defending, look at anyone that has ever defended a jump shot. They never jump straight up. Right. I was talking to someone at the gym. They're like, you're always taught to jump straight up. I'm like, yeah, but no one does. You know, um, you're always kind of your tr- your hands are always going forward, you know, to try to. And I guess jump forward, jump, hop, jump, straight up and put your hands forward. Like just watch anyone defend. Then if you don't get close enough, he makes the shot. So rocking a hard place. I am very thankful that game two wasn't about that. It was about James Harden and his pink eye. I'm I'm kidding about the pink eye. He got poked in the eye, or I guess he got poked in both eyes, but one eye was really bad by Draymond Green, of course, um, because why not? And I mean, it's crazy, man. James Harden, after the game, said like he really couldn't see, and I'm pretty sure like he made he he did all right in the second half, right? He's squinting the whole time, and like the at one point he's like shading his eyes from the light. I'm not gonna call him a liar. I'm just like. I mean, that's extremely impressive. How are you making these shots if you can't see? You know, I, I don't understand that. You know, it's kinda like I don't know if anyone ever watched um Cutthroat Kitchen on Food Network. And I always thought they're either lying about how hard like about behind the scenes, you know, all the stuff they had to do, cause they would be like, You need to cook a souffle in an easy bake oven with one hand tied behind your back, hopping on one foot and like most of them would do it perfectly, you know. So it's like these are either the best cooks ever created, or something is fishy here. You know, that's what I, that's what I feel like. And look, I am not like he is injured. You know, he was definitely injured. His eye was red. I'm just like, how are you making these shots? Like literally, how are you making these shots? I don't understand it. Um, but Warriors come out two zero. Steph with the dislocated finger. Um, they both have – the next game is not till Saturday, so they both have a couple days rest. So it'll be interesting. You know, it's so funny being a Warrior fan because how many times – it's like that 3-1 thing just never goes away, right? Because, like, most situations – like like, it's just so ingrained in us. You know, it's just like anyone else would be – like, would be feeling great. And Warrior fans will feel great too if they – Warriors steal one in Houston and come back to Oakland 3-1. But in your mind, you're just like, God dang it. This 3-1 thing just never goes away. It never goes away. The same thing happened with the Clippers. Then the Clippers won uh, the 3-1 game. And it's just like, no, no, it just won't go away. Then they blew the 31-point lead to the Clippers it's just like what are the freaking chances just leave us alone leave us alone um so look I I, you know I think the Warriors are in a good spot I think it's it's kind of crazy though because I mean Kevin Durant's playing out of his mind but they're really leaning into him a lot and it's almost like Steph I know your his numbers because a lot of people are like well his numbers are actually pretty good he averaged like 25 in the first series I get it Um, but Steph needs to have a game pretty soon here. And I say Clay would need to have a game too because it's, you know, it it doesn't look like two MVPs playing. It looks like one MVP and one like really, really good shooter, you know, uh, in Steph Curry. I I just want to see it look, I just want to not, I just want it to not look like it's KD or Buss on like every possession. And I understand when like Steph or Clay are out because the Warriors are very top heavy, but we need Steph to go off, like really go off here um, because KD is going to feel, you know, like I'm the guy, you know, you know, I'm the guy. And obviously even, even with how Clay and Steph, you know, are playing right now, they're still with Kevin Durant. They're still, there's, they still would be Kevin Durant's best option to stay. Right. But right now it's almost like I Kate, if you're KD, there's a couple of things to look at, right? Could I do this anywhere? I feel that I can because a lot of people are now saying I'm the best player on the planet. But how many? you're getting a lot of isos because no matter – like Steph, even when he's not hitting, is probably the best decoy in the history of the NBA, you know, and Clay's not far behind him. So you can't get those doubles unless, like I said, it's one of those other lineups where, you know, they're going to leave – uh Iguodala who's been playing great as well but they're still going to leave him or like you know McKinney to help out so we'll see how that goes I do like how they're playing um so hopefully they can continue it in Houston and just end it in Houston that would be great you know let's just end it right uh so that's that so lastly want to get into Giants uh haven't really talked too much about them because there haven't been hasn't been too much to talk about Cause it's just kind of sad, man. It's just kind of sad, uh, the whole thing. It, I, I know that, like I said at the beginning of the show, people are getting older. You know, baseball is in a process where you're just gonna have a new team the next day. You know, the next year, it's a process. But it's just tough to watch, man. It's really tough. I mean, I'm on Twitter yesterday, and I see Evan Longoria post about his like game winning double a couple days ago against the Dodgers. And it's this really long post. Like the post was like, you know, basically I never forget how hard this game is. Blah, 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 blah. Just when you think you got figure it out the post read to me that this might be the last meaningful hit he ever has in his career. And it was just like hard to read. And what's funny is like, so the story is that he was actually pinch hitting, um, in that spot and who is he pinch hitting for Pablo Sandoval who was also washed up so the whole thing is just like geez man I mean Brandon Crawford is a great shortstop one of the best shortstops we have do you know based on time Brandon Crawford is the slowest shortstop in the MLB that's crazy like he's good looking great looking great looking guy you know but his legs don't work too good you know what i mean they just don't work too good and it's like that's what we're work that's what we're working with at this point you got joe panic um who if that's going to be you know one of our top hitters we should panic right we have that was a layup and a dad joke i understand we have buster posey who was supposed to go to first base never did we have brandon belt who is you know the best nine hitting first baseman Uh, the game has ever seen you know he can walk a lot you know and he's just gonna battle up there like he's a first baseman he's supposed to hit bombs not supposed to be fighting off pitches come on so the whole thing is just you know I have really low expectations like I said the best thing about it are the prices dropping but even so man it's like the only thing that we as Giants fans have to hang our hat on is that I would say for me personally watching the Dodgers lose in the World Series is better than if they didn't make the playoffs either i like watching them get so close and so far simply because the giants do have some championships that aren't that far removed even though it feels like centuries ago the way they're playing now um so hopefully i mean i can't even say hopefully they turn it around because we know it is what it is they don't have the horses. You know, they don't got the horses in the bay. Now I'm in back to the breath They don't them bad and die. They don't have them. They just don't have them. And, you know, that's okay. This is just the situation. You know, I would never, even if they never win another championship, I got to see them win three. But it's definitely tough to watch. It really is. And I don't know when they're going to stop lying about these sellout crowds. Because you can't be saying, you know, so-and-so consecutive sold-out crowd, and I just see a bunch of green, as in empty seats in the stadium. Like, let's keep it all the way real. Let's keep it all the way 100, 1,000, 1 million. Those seats ain't bought. You know what I mean? Somebody may have bought them, but uh, they ain't there, okay? And if you want to call that a sellout, technically, sure, but... They're looking like the Cincinnati Reds out here in like a day game. It's pretty pathetic. But like I said, I don't call them bandwagon fans as long as you don't leap to the A's. If the A's get really hot, look, I don't, I can't, I can't hate on you for not wanting to watch losing baseball. You know, or losing sports in general. Life is depressing enough. You you don't need to watch a depressing team. Like I have no problem with that. Like if you're if you're a Suns fan that does not watch, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I wouldn't want to watch it either. Okay, um, so hopefully the Giants—not this year, but in the next couple years—can get some guys. I know they have a catcher. I can't remember his name. That's supposed to be coming up the pipeline uh, to essentially be the next Buster Posey. In my mind, I'm like, bring that fool up now, you know, or whenever. I think his name is Joey Bart, actually just came to my mind. Uh, bring him up as soon as possible. Move Buster to first and just. Get something for Brandon Belt while you still can. And you might have to get rid of Bumgarner too just to get something back because he's still got a couple years left and he's just going to be pitching in the regular season with us. So we'll see how that goes. But that's all I got for y'all this time. Thank you for listening to my story time. And until next time, have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather as it's starting to break in most places. Hopefully that continues. And until next time, follow me on social media, Instagram and Twitter. Same thing at the underscore styles files. Enjoy, everyone. Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy MLB regular season. NFL draft didn't get into that too much. Uh, Kyler Murray holding it down for the USFC under six foot club. Let's get it. Could have been me if I played football. We all know that. But until next time, be safe, be well, be wise. Peace.